Hello, everyone, and welcome to Animal Kingdom Animated. It's Haley, and just like I mentioned this week, I have my sister Jaden with me. So say hey, Jaden. Hi. <laughs> welcome back. Hello. It's good to see yes, you. Yes, we love having you back. Um, so this week, we are going to be talking all about the Jungle Book, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Jungle Book, too. And then we are going to talk about the animals that we have both uh, decided on for this week's episode. There we go. <laughs> I had to find the D23 summary. Uh, so we'll start with the general information about the Jungle Book. So it was actually released October 18th of 1967. It's a 78-minute animated feature about a human boy, Mowgli, who is raised in the jungle by wolves until it is deemed unsafe for him to stay because of Shere Khan, the tiger, who has vowed to kill the man-cub. Bagheera, the panther, is selected to accompany Mowgli on his journey back to civilization, but has a difficult time because the boy does not want to leave. Meeting Baloo the bear, a lovable quote-unquote jungle bum, Mowgli is even more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with his friends. <laughs> but after an encounter with the mad King Louie of the apes, and pressed to return to the man village by Baloo and Bagheera, Mowgli runs away. Alone in the jungle, he meets Shere Khan, but only after the last-minute intervention of his friends does he manage to defeat the tiger. Soon after, he meets a young girl from the man village and willingly returns to civilization. I just took that off of D23 because when I was writing it down and watching the movie, I was like, my summary is not going to make sense. And then I'm going to like, I feel like I'm going to like miss like big key things. And then I put in like other small things. So I was like, you know what? I about halfway to, I just made a note and I was like, just read the D23 summary. (laughs) Save us all the trouble. I mean, you know I would do the same yeah. thing. I'm like, just, yeah. <laughs> um, it is the 19th Disney animated canon. I need to find my thing so I can tell what I have read and haven't read. Oh, Lord. All right. Where? Struggling? A little. <laughs> I forgot my pen, and so, like, now I- to make sure I don't reread anything. It was inspired by the book, The Jungle Book, uh, by Rudyard Kipling. The film grossed upwards of $73 million in the U.S., It is also the last film alongside the Aristocrats to be approved by Disney. Uh, And this was the first film to be released after Walt's death as well. Because they were both in production before he passed. And then he passed in 1966. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, It became one of Disney's all-time box office winners, grossing that much money. Yeah. Um, I'm like jumping all around, so I'm like going from page to page. <laughs> uh, it does have a theatrical sequel as well as live action remakes. There's two live action remakes, which I didn't know of, but there's one in 1994, which is the live action version from the Rudyard Kipling book. And then our 2016 remake from Disney that we saw a couple years ago now. Which I still have not seen the full thing, which... Okay. I got... I talked Dad into seeing that with me. And he was... He got scared from that The animals were really weird or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It was... That's half the reason why I wanted to make him go, just so I could be entertained. (laughs) You're such a par- terrible daughter. <laughs> oh, you know I am. Yeah. Um, so I'll do this one and that one. So Terry Gilkison provided, I don't know how to say that name, um, but provided the Oscar-nominated Bear Necessities. So he wrote that song. 
Um, and then, oh, it also takes place in Madhya Pradesh, India. And I think in the mm-hmm. live action, they actually mention it. So, be like, oh, mention something about, I never expected this to take place here of all places or something like that. So, like, they mention where they are geographically. Oh, yeah. That's interesting, because I never really knew or figured out where it was. All I knew was is that it was in Yeah, India. I never, and I never connected them saying that with them actually pinpointing a geographic location either. Yeah. You know, like, some places like Wonderland, like, yeah. make up random places. So, yeah. Yeah. And then there's also things like with Peter Pan, how they say, like, a specific street name that probably was made up in London. Yeah. Uh, it was also one of the most popular movies during the initial release time, so back in the 19, late 1960s, 1970s. And Disney actually wouldn't receive a similar success until The Little Mermaid all the way in 1989. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Which, like, kind of surprises me because they had some good movies in between there. So, you know, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so some similar voices you've probably heard before in either previous movies or because you've watched these movies a couple times, you know them from other movies, uh, the boy, you'll recognize the voices of Baloo, Ka, and Buzzy, who is one of the vultures. So didn't we figure out that Colonel Hottie was someone? Uh, I think so, because then I started clicking through them. But these three, like, are repeated through the most Disney films. I think Colonel Hottie ah. is something else that we've connected before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or maybe he didn't have information. It was one of those things. Uh, so Baloo is voiced by Phil Harris. Uh, we'll talk about Baloo actually more later on, as well as Ka, who is voiced by Sterling Holloway, and we will be talking about Ka. And then Buzzy, yeah, and then Buzzy is voiced by J. Pat O'Malley, which I forgot to write things down about, like, um, who else he played, but if give me a half a second, I, there we go. Oh, J. Pat O'Malley, Buzzy, he is also uh, Colin O'Happy. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so I was about to say, I thought we mentioned yes. Him. Oh, uh, he. The, this is why I didn't write it down because I didn't do this movie. But he's in Mary Poppy, Mary Poppins, in Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Uh, he is. Oh, is he like that country dude who says like, um, crud? What is it? It says um, he. For example, it's the Cockney co-star in Super Fragilistic Expialidocious sequence. So I don't know. That's him then, because I haven't watched that movie. But J. Pat O'Malley. This is why we know him is because he's in Alice in Wonderland as the Wallace and the Carpenter in the Wallace and the Carpenter. Yeah. Uh, He is in The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Right, right, right. Yeah. And in 101 Dalmatians, he is the Colin Colonel? Colonel. I was like, I know that's wrong, but I can't figure out. <laughs> Colonel. That's honestly, that is how I know how to spell Colonel is Colin. It's, but it doesn't look, spell it how you say it. Uh, as well as Jasper in 101 Dalmatians. Oh. And apparently, I didn't know this, but we'll, we'll figure this out later on when I get to these movies, maybe. We'll see where it goes um but he's also in the pirates of the caribbean attraction 
Really? Uh, In several roles, including the original voice of the pirate captain dunking the magistrate into a well. Oh, I remember. I know where you're talking about. What? I know, like, where in the ride. Okay. I thought you said, I remember you talking about. And I was like, I've never talked about this, but I know what you're talking about. Yes, it's us. Yeah, I know where you're talking yes. about. Okay. I don't know if this goes on to the next page. It does. Wow. Okay, there's a lot of things. I have a lot of things about this movie. Um, so some other cool things about the movie is that the vultures were actually given an uplift to a normally gloomy animal by inserting some resemblance to the beetles. And they actually, I think they were actually trying to get the beetles to actually voice the vultures, but they couldn't do it. Oh, that was just kind of, um, did with what they would to make them seem a little bit more like the beetles. Yeah, that's cool. Because, like, the only thing I ever remember about the vultures is what you want to do. Yeah, don't, don't, don't start that again. No, that again. <laughs> yes. Um, and I also didn't realize this until I watched the movie again and did some more of this research. But Shere Khan's hunt scene, like, when we first see him hunting in the jungle, yeah. his return, the hunt scene before yeah. the elephants interfere and get in his way shows a cut scene from Bambi and it's Bambi's mom, like, in the grass. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. I was like, no way. I never noticed that. Did you, like, go back and, like, search for that? Uh, yeah. Because, like, like, I was watching it and doing this. So then when I got up on that, I, like, went back to that. I was like, no way. Because it was, like, relatively close after I put that note down, too. I was like, oh my gosh, it is. That's crazy. So... Continuing on kind of with recycled animation because we're all about recycling here. Uh, most of the backgrounds were actually hand-painted and you can kind of tell they've got like a different texture to them than the animated uh, characters do. But uh, Angel's Fall footage was used and I don't know what or where Angel's Fall is, but uh, they took footage from that. I mean, the Wolf Cubs were also actually based off of the 101 Dalmatian pups. Yeah, the King Louis chase was recycled from the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. And... I mean, say what you can. Exactly. Um, and, I mean, that's that's probably all Roy, too. That's like, yeah. got this, just strip it and make the new character with it and that'll save you like five thousand bucks which will be awesome which i would yeah (laughs) um and the cool thing i found about this movie um is like disney likes to do bagheera shere khan and baloo's animation were actually modeled after real life animals so they like went to a zoo or a facility and watched a tiger and watched a panther and like made their animals after their movements, which is super awesome. That's what's fun. Yeah, is when they do that because I think they've done that for other movies too, like more recent movies. Yeah. <laughs> um. Here we go. This movie was also nominated for the best song at the 40th Academy Awards. I'm yawning and I don't know why. AFI's 100 Years, 100 Movies was nominated for 100 Years, 100 Songs. And the two songs that were nominated were Bare Necessities and I Want to Be Like You. It was also nominated for AFI's Greatest Movie Musicals and AFI's 10 Top 10. I can't say that they won any of those, though. I mean, being nominated is, well, it's at least good to be nominated. (coughs) It also had six songs deleted from the final cut. 
Um, one was going to be the opening scene song. One was going to be a song for the wolf pack. One was going to be a song for the monkeys. Uh, one was going to be a song for Mowgli. There was going to be a duet for Baloo and Bagheera. And then there was actually going to be a villain song for Shere Khan and a character called Buldo the Hunter. But Buldo got cut from Final Animation. So characters from this movie, like all of the characters throughout, can also be seen in House of Mouse, Lion King One and a Half, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, as well as in the Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Yeah. Uh, they can also be seen in the video game Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Yeah. And oh, I love Kingdom Hearts. I do too. I need to get back to playing it. And it's also the second Disney film to have the most live-action adaptations by Walt Disney Pictures. It's got two instead of one. Yeah. Okay, I remember the other live-action one, and that one was kind of weird. That, yeah, that's because that was the book's adaptation, so that was very different than the 2006 uh, Yeah. <clears throat> So that's all about the original Jungle Book. So I'll tell you a little bit about Jungle Book 2 because they do have this uh, sequel to it. So Jungle Book 2 was released uh, coming up 17 years ago, uh, February 14th of 2003. It's a 72-minute film, and it's about Mowgli, who now lives in the village, but he misses his jungle friends to so he takes his village friends to meet his jungle friends, but little does he know that Shere Khan is still alive and out to get him. So we'll talk a little about the animated characters you guys can see, and then we'll take a short break and we'll come back with the three characters we've decided for you guys for this podcast. So kind of going in order of the animals you meet you meet the wolves who's the pack that takes in Mowgli then you meet Bagheera who is a Bagheera Bagheera oh you heard me as <laughs> <laughs> you heard me there. um so Bagheera is a black panther quote-unquote I'll tell you more about why he's not really black panther but he is let me talk about him he's going to be the first animal we talk about Unless you want to start with Koth, who is... Um, I'm good to start with Koth, because my computer is dying. Okay, then we will let you start after the break. Um, All right. Yeah, but then you meet Koth, who is an Indian rock python. Then you meet... Oh, I skipped over that. LOL. Then you meet Baloo, who is a sloth bear. And you meet the... Uh, I don't know what order it goes in after that. But then you also meet King Louis, who is an orangutan, and his monkey clan. And I think they're old world monkeys, but I do not know. And there might be a couple different species in there. So monkeys. Uh, you meet Shere Khan, <clears throat> who is a Bengal tiger. You meet, you meet the Indian elephants of Colonel Kathy and his battalion. And then the vulture friends. And that's all the animals, actually, which is kind of weird. The one movie that you think there'll be the most amount of animals it's in. Not that many. It's one of the. Because sh- they just come up over and over again. Yeah. All right. So we are going to take a short break and then we will come back and talk about the animals. And I guess we're going to start talking about Ka. And Jaden will take it away. So stay tuned and stick with us. So we'll get back into it and we will have Jaden take it away with our first character and animal, who is Ka. Alrighty, so Ka is actually a Indian rock python, but that is more of like a more well-known term for it. When you look it up, it comes up as a python molloris. 
So that is the, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. So uh, that is the scientific term for it. Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> you know more about this than I do. No problem. Alrighty. So the Indian rock python is a large non-venomous, venomous, non-venomous <laughs> species of python. Which, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I could have my own cough, but I know I can't. Why can't you have your own cough? Because they're wild animals, and that's no bueno. <laughs> well, obviously, yes. But there's other reasons why you probably shouldn't have them as well. Alrighty. <laughs> so that is because they can get anywhere from four to six meters, which can be anywhere from like 10 to 30 feet long. Damn. Yeah. So that's why everyone is having the issues with getting the ball pythons and they're getting confused with the Burmese pythons, which is a uh, larger species of python. So it's python malorus something else. Uh, and then they end up with these 30 feet snakes and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. But that's why. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> and these these are not constrictors, right? Yes, they are. I should have known that because of trust in me. Yes. Yeah. All right. Where did that note go? go? There we go. What no? No, my my note. Because I was like, I had a note that says they kill by a constriction, not through venom. And then I kind of Yeah, because they're on venom. Yeah. Alrighty. So yes, I understand that I have 13 minutes re remaining. Stop it. <laughs> so what else do you want to tell us about Indian rock pythons in 13 minutes? <laughs> Alrighty, so these also get very confused with Burmese pythons because of the length. It's hard to tell which one is which. And then also with the scale patterns. Yeah. The only way to tell the difference pretty much with these guys and the Burmese is that the Burmese pythons are darker in color, but they both have that kind of like marbling effect or yeah. yeah something like that mm -hmm. once again you pay more attention than i do and you're not in high school oh, we also have burmese pythons at the aquarium so i just oh. kind of know a little bit about them yeah <clears throat> but yeah i want a snake <laughs> mom won't let me get a snake i wonder why Okay, I'm sorry that I want a slither noodle. <laughs> slither noodle. <laughs> He's a slither noodle. <laughs> and cause a danger slither noodle. He's an nope rope. Have you seen okay, this is a, a side note, but have you seen that um video that they put out about snakes? And it's like if you don't like snakes, then they're nope ropes. And there's a couple different types of nope ropes that you can see out there or whatever. Then there's snake yes. noodles and blah, 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 blah. And then it's like pretty much like a huge web that they go through. And then it's like, but you, if you like snakes, then there's slither noodles. And then there's different types of slither noodles. And then there's like boops. And then there's like snakes. Yeah, a boop snoot. Yeah. It's a boop snoot. Yes. Have you seen that? Yes. I watch it all the time. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. Okay. Uh, back to this python. What else do you want to tell us? That's all I got. Okay, well, I've got way more for you. Do you know where? Yay! <laughs> do you know where they live? Bangladesh. Yeah. So they can live. Oh, Father Bob, I am sorry for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. The Indian rock python is found in India, Pakistan, Nepal, and Sri Lanka. And then the Burmese pythons are native to South China, East India, Myanmar, Indochina, which is uh, Bangladesh, Malaysia, and Indonesia. 
uh, and there is some layover between the two species native range so they can be found in similar areas the rock python is more corpulent than other species (laughs) what does it mean not a clue that's a good question um in human care they can live upwards of 20 years they are a more solitary animal uh And I also looked this up at work and I had pretty much all the same information, but I had like the actual wild lifespan of them. And I want to say it was like 10 to 15 years, maybe, maybe it was like eight to 10 years, but then I forgot to send it to myself and I'm not going to work today. So I had to look it all up last night and I was very mad at myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They can be found by marshes, swamps, jungles, rocky regions, rice paddies, riverbanks, and nearby small villages. But they are always going to be found by a water source. So if you're, like, going downriver, there is a very high chance that you will see one of these guys along your route. But don't go up to him because that, no. Because I know that I would you know I would probably go oh look and then you'd have to pull me back well okay so I actually think this note is up here yeah Uh, I don't know how it made it up here I guess it was just with pause information but I'll, I'll talk about the character in a second unless you have stuff but Indian rock pythons are actually too small to eat humans but the reticulated python and green anaconda have been known to attempt to eat a human. Well, crap. Yeah. So Indian rock pythons only go after small mammals like rodents. They go after birds and reptiles. And then the ones on the larger end of the scale can devour wild boar and young deer. But again, not nothing human-sized. But when they say young deer, I, I think that's very close to a human. <laughs> but that's like a small child. Uh, yeah, yeah. Joel's gonna say that is a small child. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, and I missed this note, but they are also adapted to swimming environments, and I'm pretty sure. On my notes at work because I also couldn't find the exact same website that I used at work that I did for home. So that also made me really mad because I'm like, that had much more cool information. But I'm pretty sure it said something about them being able to hold their breath for up to 30 minutes while swimming underwater. I can barely hold my breath for lifeguarding for like a minute. I can't even do that. Oof. There's a, um, there's supposed to be a uh, like a something you can do to like help increase your breath so then you can hold it longer. But I don't remember. It's like something about like breathing in and out. I don't know. I'll look it up and I'll talk to you about it later. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but the the snake's clutch size can be anywhere from 10 to 107 eggs. The mother oh. yeah, the mother will incubate the eggs by wrapping around them and shivering to keep them warm and she'll do that for about 2 to 3 months and then the babies will be born and when the babies are born they can be up to 50 centimeters. So I'm pretty sure that's like a foot and a half. Like just born? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, but when like the mom is like 15 feet. True. Yeah. A foot for baby. Yeah. Um, so because we both like snakes and slither boys are super awesome and super cute. Uh, we are very concerned about the Indian rock python and the Burmese python because in their natural habitat, they are listed as vulnerable 
vulnerable words due to destruction of habitat and poaching for their skin for like leather and purses and stuff because they have such a pretty skin it's highly overpoached stop it what poaching yeah they need to stop it yeah i wish it was that easy uh (laughs) (laughs) i think everyone wishes it were that easy Mm-hmm. Um, but in Florida, especially, we've got the Burmese python, and they are an invasive species. And so we get this discussion a lot at work, where they're like, "Well, why can't you just bring it back to like Myanmar and just leave them in there, like dump them back home?" And that's not good because they are immune to our diseases now, but. Our diseases aren't the same as their diseases back home. So we could send them home sick and they could get like the whole population ship population sick and then completely wipe out the species. This is not good because they're still pretty good for population control. So there's all this back and forth about what we need to do with them. There's not very much that we can do. So... I will share with you guys a little bit about Ka, unless you have anything to share about the character. Um, I believe Scarlett Johansson did the song that is that Ka does in the show, in the movie, for the live action. For the live one, action? Oh, I didn't see Yeah, I'm pretty, It might be. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's Scarlett Johansson. Uh, I do know that it was a female because in the 2016 remake, they did make Ka a female due to the need for gender diversity because it was such a heavily male presence movie. I don't think there was one girl in that movie. It, yeah, they like I said, like I said, they needed gender diversity, so they made Ka a female to help boost up that. So it wasn't literally a movie about dudes. Pretty much technically, yeah. 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 So Ka is the second antagonist of the film. In the book, uh awkwardly enough, he was actually Mowgli's wise mentor. But huh. yeah, so he was like the benevolent snake. But when Disney took over he didn't like the um, idea of a benevolent snake, so we changed it to make it a villainous snake. Mm. Yeah. And he is sly and deceivious. Devious, deceivious. My sinuses. My sinuses. He is sly and devious, and he manipulates his prey with his hypnotic eyes that he has to lure his prey into his jaw. Um... Due to the popularity of Ka uh, by the animators, he was given another scene and a song, which is Trust in Me, which is actually a recycled version of the song The Land of Sand, which was scrapped from Mary Poppins. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, he is a yellow-eyed Indian python that is larger than the average python. Oh, where's that? Uh, and his length is actually not consistent in the Disney film. The species normally grows about 10 feet, but he is closer to 30 feet. So his length... Holy crap. Yeah. So the normal species length that we were talking about is normally about 10 to 15 feet but in the movie they show him about being 30 feet which is closer in size to a green anaconda or a reticulated python or a burmese python so it's it's very i mean it's consistent with the fact that it's the around the size of the ones that have attempted to eat small children but he's the Indian rock python. He's not a Burmese python. So that's where the inconsistencies show up. Yeah. Yeah. So 
But a lot of people wouldn't know the difference unless they knew that they were two subspecies of those pythons. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Ka actually does not have a liking for Shere Khan. Doesn't really care for him. But Shere Khan thinks of Ka as the, quote, eyes and ears of the jungle. Um, so he kind of uses him to his advantage. To get worried. Yeah. But Ka doesn't like Shere Khan because Shere Khan kills for pleasure as opposed to Ka where he kills for survival. So in the beginning scene when he tries to get Mowgli, he's literally just trying to eat to survive. And then later on in the movie, as it progresses, that he's actually trying to just get him out of spite because he's gotten away and he's like teasing him and all of this. Um, so while Ka was the benevolent snake in the books, there was also a villainous snake in the book as well. And it was a cobra named Fu, T-H-U-U, Fu. Uh, and he had like, he had like, a little hideout that they went and found. They were trying to get his treasure. So, In the book as well, he is able to hypnotize his prey using the quote-unquote the hunger dance. Um, but in the book, humans are a new... Oh, fucking bitch. Hum- blah, blah, blah. But in the book, humans are immune. Immune. Wow, I need coffee to his hypnosis due to the humans having such complex brains. Okay. Yeah. That does make a lot of sense, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and while manipulative, cunning, and sly, he's also very clumsy and easily sidetracked, so he gets off track very easily and then has, like forgets what his purpose was and then uh, he also actually wasn't going to be in the film at first, but they added him in. Because people like the snakes. Yeah. Uh, and in Hindi, Ka means possession. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of jumping back and forth. You'll see him in this movie, in the second movie. You'll also see him in Jungle Cop, in The House of Mouse, as well as in the live-action versions of The Jungle Book. And there are some very close resemblances of him in some other uh, Disney films, I guess, movies, whatever. Uh, it'll be in Bedknobs and Broomsticks, in Who Friends Like a Rabbit, and in DuckTales. He can also, Woo. Yeah. Uh, he can also be seen in the video games Mickey's Mousecapade, the Jungle Book Brew Party, the Disney Universe, and the Connects Disneyland Adventures. Oh, where, where is that now? Sir Hiss in Robin Hood is also heavily based on Ka, so that's why there are there's a lot of characteristics that are very similar. Oh, he's also, I missed that, in Disney Park Resorts, in Walt Disney World, as well as in the Disneyland and Disney World parks in Tokyo, in Paris, Hong Kong, and Shanghai. This guy is everywhere. Yes. Some other, I guess, odd things about him is that he is different colors, between the movies so in the first movie as well as in both remakes he is more of a golden yellow with the spots and then in the second movie he's actually more of a green shade Hmm. yeah and there's nothing that i could find that said like they could change colors (laughs) uh he was Hmm. also cool thing he was also in the concept art for the sorcerers of magic kingdom so you know when we grabbed the cards and we went around and we would like flash them and play the game to be sorcerers. Yeah. He was in the concept art for that, but he was not put in the finished product. Dang it. That would have been so cool. We need to finish that. I know. And last thing about him is that he is the only villain 
voiced by someone who typically voiced protagonist or with Cheshire Cat as an anti-hero. And that voice is Sterling Holloway. And to when they asked Sterling Holloway to step onto the scene to um, voice Ka, they, he was a little weary at first. And then to help him step into the role and get through it most comfortably and easily, they kind of allowed him to bring his own um, spin, I guess, to the film. And so they, he let, look, the studios let him bring his own essence by using a list voice. Yes, this classic, my senses. Okay, Hales. Jades. I've got to get going because I need to go pick up my friends. Okay. So we will let you go. Uh, and then I will continue okay. talking about Bagheera and Baloo. And you're just going to miss all of that fun information. I'm so sorry. You are so fine. You will be in other um, podcasts coming up. Yay. And if you miss it, that means that you're just going to have to listen for all of the cool information about Baloo. I know. So. I just get to listen. I just get to listen even more. How lovely is that? <laughs> all right. Well, we'll let you go a little early. Have fun. All righty. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Love you. Love you. All right, so the next character that I'm going to talk about is Bagheera, who is the Black Panther in the movies. He is the tritagonist of the movie. I need my other pen now. Don't mind all of this sound. Okay. Mm-mm. He is also the guardian of the man cub Mowgli and somewhat reluctant companion of Baloo. He is also called Baggy by Baloo, which is his nickname. He is known to be wise and respectable as well as level-headed. He is a slender black panther or Indian melanistic leopard with a gray muzzle, pink nose, black eyebrows, and yellow eyes with black pupils. Pupils. God, I can't speak today. My small potato. He can... You'll be able to see him again in The Jungle Book 2, as well as Jungle Cobbs as Baby Bagheera in House of Mouse. In the live-action remakes, as well as in video games and throughout Disney parks. And just like what they did with Ka in the remake, or in the 2016 remake, or similar at least, in the Soviet version, Bagheera's gender was actually swapped due to the term panther being feminine. So if you guys ever study other languages, some terms have like a gender stuck with them so like just how we have ships like all ships are females or like we read like you know stuff like that i can't describe it all but the term panther in russian goes with the term she or so it's feminine yeah uh, Bagheera is also an honorary member of Alikia's Wolf Council, Council, even though he isn't a wolf. Akilas. Haha, I flipped those two. Akilas Wolf Council. In the live action version, Baggy and Shere Khan actually battle twice. And in real life, tigers and leopards are actually real life enemies. His name, Bagheera, actually means black tiger in Hindi. Some differences that they pointed out in the website I took this off of is that in some parts of the movie, Baggy is seen with five digits. And in other scenes, he is only seen with four. And... Even though Bagheera and Shere Khan knew each other since childhood, they never interact 
or see each other in either Jungle Book movie. In the book, Bagheera is actually a lot different than in Disney's portrayal. And he was born in human captivity and then escaped to the wild in the book, whereas in the movie he's just a wild panther or a leopard. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, As well, in the book, Bagheera actually didn't find Mowgli and was not a part of Akela's council. So some differences there between the book and the film, just like I was talking about in the beginning. But we're going to get that with every book, film, movie, make that we have. I mean, take Harry Potter, for instance. Now I get to find my other pen because I did not pull out pull out all of the colors. I also can't English, so this is great. Okay. So, some information on the actual animal that Bagheera portrays is that. It's actually, I, this is from the site I took, it says it's more politically correct. I don't know how politically correct you can get with animals, but it's actually false to call them black panthers, and you actually want to call them black leopards or black jaguars. And it's been that way actually since the 1960s. And this is due to what a condition called melanism which attributes to the complete dark coloration that you can see. But if you look very closely or you zoom in on pictures, you probably don't want to get too close to these guys. You can still see all of those regular markings that they have. Um, Those telltale spots or what's called rosettes will vary in size and shape depending on geographic location. Um, in colder climates, their coats may be more of a gray in coloration. In rainforest, they're going to be more of a deep gold. Uh, in deserts, they're going to be more of a cream colored. But because Bagheera is portrayed by a black leopard, then all of the rest of this info I'm going to tell you about is going to be about black leopards because that's just what I um, pinpointed from the movie, from the live action from 2016. So we're just going to use that one. We'll probably talk about other ones later. So uh, I'll leave that for last. So their natural range can be from the southern tip of Africa all the way into the northern coast of China. Can be found anywhere from rocky Himalayas to humid jungles of Central Africa. And they are the most widespread species. They are carnivores. Carnivores. They are impressive hunters that will go after mid-sized animals like impalas and monkeys. They are opportunistic feeders. They have also been seen feeding on small rodents as well as even juvenile giraffes. So they aren't (laughs) incredibly picky being opportunistic. They are solitary animals though, but they do have overlap range with other large predators like tigers and lions and because they are a smaller large predator is what I put down uh, they will often retreat up in trees and hang out there and they will also bring along their kill to keep all to themselves up the trees with them they are more temperamental than their spotted cousins are They can reach up to 36 miles per hour when sprinting and with a running leap 
they can clear 20 feet of space, which I think is incredibly crazy. Um, I'm going to skip around a little bit. There are nine subspecies of the leopards, one of which is this black leopard that I'm going that I'm telling you about. They can weigh about 37 to 143 pounds. They are about five to seven and a half feet long, but only stand about two to two and a half feet tall. Naturally, they can live about 10 to 12 years in the wild, but they can potentially go into their 20s while in human care. Their predators have been known to be chimpanzees and gorillas, as well as tigers and lions in those areas where they can be found together. They are a nocturnal animal though. The females can commonly give two to three cups. They will hide and protect them for the first eight weeks. Uh, they will give the cubs meat at six to seven weeks. Oh, their gestation period is two and a half months. Should have gone first. Uh, and then they will live with their mom for about two years until they're considered sexually mature. And then they will go out on their own. They are also a considered to be a young species, seeing that they could have emerged as little as 500,000 years ago. So in evolution timeline speaking, uh, they're a really young species of animal. And in 1986, they were listed as vulnerable on the ICUN list uh, as near threatened, and that is due to things like human encroachment or urbanization and poaching for their fur. So that is all I have about Bagheera and black leopards, or I guess black panthers, if you want to say that. So, our last animal that we are going to talk about is Baloo, who is a sloth bear. Now, Baloo is the deuteragonist of the film, and I have no clue what that means. Just like how I'm pretty sure Ka was the tritag, or Bagheera was the tritagonist of the film, and Ka was something else. <laughs> they made up very fancy words for those. Um, but Baloo is fun-loving, easygoing, and good nature. But in his book personality, he's actually very different than his Disney portrayal. He is actually more of that military style um, and more strict with Mowgli. Oh, here's my note. In the books, Baloo was more strict and more military-like in teaching and mentoring Mowgli. Uh, the book Baloo also taught Mowgli how to kill, whereas the Disney movie only taught Mowgli how to defend himself. In the book, he's also considerably older than Disney shows him, so Disney seems to show him as a middle-aged bear, whereas in the book he is considerably older, potentially up into his, like, what we would consider 60, like, 50s, 60s. Um, and in the books, Baloo was actually an honorary member of the wolf pack, which is a little different because we see Bagheera as the honorary member in the wolf pack in the movie. So thinking that was Baloo is a little, I'd, or at least I think it was a little weird and a little different. So, Phil Harris, who is the voice of Baloo, accepted the role, but to help him feel most comfortable with the role, um, Walt eventually allowed them to play around with mannerisms and allowed him to add his own flares and mannerisms to the voice role. He also befriends Mowgli very quickly. Um, but while being 
while having a no while loving relaxation and tranquility he's also a lover of a good party and a jazzy swing beat which we see him kind of sucked into into the sequence i want to be like you uh and then just singing the bare necessities now baloo can also be seen in the jungle book 2 he can also be in tailspin you'll see him in jungle cubs and house of mouse along with cameos in the Aladdin TV series, Lion King One and a Half, and Meet the Robinsons on a poster. He's also appeared in a couple of video games like Tailspin, The Jungle Book Groove Party, Connect Disneyland Adventures, Disney Infinity Series, and Kingdom Hearts. Uh, he's also in a whole bunch of Disney parks throughout the world he is a walk around character and he is fabricated into various decor found around parks worldwide uh in the 1994 live action film baloo is actually portrayed as a black bear but in the 2016 film bagheera references him as a sloth bear but the actual animal actually resembles a Himalayan brown bear, which lives in northern India, but is not native to Sioni, where the story takes place. Uh, Baloo actually means bear in Hindi. He is also the same voice as the little as Little John in Robin Hood, as well as Thomas O'Malley in the Aristocats. So we'll see him again when I talk about that. Our favorite thing is recycled animation. So both Little John and Baloo use the same dance moves. Baloo also hints at his mom hearing Bagheera's speech, implying that she has passed. He's also visibly scared of Shere Khan, and that is because tigers are a real predator of Baloo or sloth bears in real life. Uh, I'll talk about sloth bears here in a second, but Baloo's species is also known to be more aggressive and has a tendency to kill people, which seems to be more along the lines of the book's version of his personality than his Disney personality. And unlike you see in the movie, sloth bears do not have real opposable thumbs. That's just um, animation at its best. And my favorite fact to share with you guys about Baloo is that Walt Disney was actually used as a reference for the dance moves seen when Baloo is introduced in the Jungle Book. So those dance moves, they actually took from Walt Disney dancing, which I think is just absolutely incredibly wonderful. All right, I'm going to take a quick pause here because I got to pee. All right, so now on to the animal, which I'm going to be talking about, sloth bears. So sloth bears are actually not a sloth at all. Um, and it's just that their long claws and arboreal habits might have contributed to their classification. Shit, I can't speak. To their classification in the 1700s. They are about five to six feet long and they stand about two to three feet tall. They have a thick, shaggy coat of fur and their chest has a very distinctive V shape, which is a nice, like, cream tan color. The males can weigh anywhere from 175 to 310 pounds, and the females will only weigh about 120 to 210 pounds. And their tail can be about 6 to 7 inches long, which is the longest tail in the bear family. They do not hibernate in the winter, unlike their bear cousins, and that is because they are found in tropical lowland forests of India, Nepal, Bhutan, Sri Lanka, and Bangladesh, along tall grasslands with dense coverage. Now, they are true bears, so they are primarily insectivorous, or they are also called myrmecophagus, 
Uh, they have no upper incisors, but they use their lower incisors to scrape away bark to get to insects, and they use their long tongues to suck up insects, much like an ant eater does. They have four-inch claws to dig into ant hills and termite mounds, and their diet will kind of change seasonally. So during the dry season, it consists 95% of insects. And then during the wet season, they will be able to eat more uh, fruits and flowers, honeycombs, uh, along with insects as well. Bless you. Their gestation period is about seven months. They breed late spring to early summer. They typically have two cubs, but they can range from one to three. They will stay in the den for about two to three months. Um, they will also stay with their mom until they're about two years old. They will reach sexual maturity at three years old. And moms will carry their cubs on their backs. They are fiercely territorial, and like I mentioned uh, when I was talking about Baloo, how they are actually relatively aggressive. It's, uh, despite being termed a sloth, they can attack a at a quick rate much faster than a human can run away. So you are way more likely to get killed by a sloth bear than you are a black bear. They have a keen sense of smell, as well as being more nearsighted, kind of like us humans are. They are also very noisy and busy bears, and they will grunt or snort while foraging. They are solitary, but when resources are plentiful, they can be seen in groups. And they, I should have put this up there, but they only breed every three years. So pretty much they wait for their children to grow up until they have more kids. Uh, and they will actually exhibit low fecundity and high infant mortality and about 53% of males and about 38% of females um, will die. So that is that rate of infant mortality is 53% males and 38% females will die. Um, and depending on their environment, they could be on a nocturnal, diurnal, or crepuscular schedule. It also will depend on the other animals within that habitat. Uh, but they are typically active for about 8 to 14 hours a day. Their predators, other than the tiger, uh, like I mentioned before, will also include jackals, wild dogs, wolves, leopards, and other Asian bear species. Now, due to human activities, con their conservation status is actually listed as vulnerable by IUCN, and that is because we have been poaching them for their gallbladder, which is used in common day medicines, uh, as well as due to habitat loss and deforestation. And then, like I mentioned earlier, um, their cubs facing predation from larger predators and then just high mortality rate. But I'm not going to end that on a sad note. So the cool fact that I found about sloth bears is that their back footprint is actually very similar to a human's. And I looked it up because it just said their footprint is actually very similar to a human's. So I looked it up and it's specifically their hind legs that are very similar so if they ever stand up on two feet like blue it would look like a human walking through the forest as opposed to a friggin bear all right so that is all i have for you guys for this week i hope you guys had fun 
I know I love Jaden, love having Jaden on the podcast with us, even though she did have to leave a little early. That's all right. She had to go out and have a fun time with her friends tonight and be a teenager. So I'm going to let her do that because don't tell her I said this, but there's not very many times where she actually gets to be a teenager. So I like for her to be a teenager every once in a while, as long as it's not too bad of a teenager, you know? All right, so I am going to wrap up this week's discussion of The Jungle Book. Hope you guys had fun. Hope you guys learned something. I know I always do when I watch the movie. I either just learn something new about the movie that I didn't realize before, like Shere Khan's cutscene has a cutscene from Bambi, which is crazy, or things about the animals. So, like, sloth bears have hind footprints very similar to humans. <laughs> Um, so there's always something to learn. That's why I love doing this podcast. I hope you guys love learning with me and stay tuned for next week's episode. We are going to be talking about the Aristocats. So hope you guys like talking about cats because that's where we are going to be headed next. Last two weeks were dogs. So this upcoming week is cats with a break for some wild animals in the center. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Stay tuned for next week's episode and keep learning, guys. Thanks. Bye.